0: amen 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 well look i'm gonna get on it this morning i'm ready to go open your bibles to psalm 92 psalm 92 verse 13 the title of my message this morning is fresh and flourishing fresh and flourishing father i thank you for your presence i thank you for your word i pray that you would allow me to teach this and preach this and the way you want it done let none of my own opinion or theology come out let it be all of you let every person and the sound of my voice leave this place changed wanting and knowing you more amen amen and amen last thing before I start on behalf of the entire pastoral team here at the church we are extremely grateful for all the pastor appreciation and love you've been showing us it's really easy to do what we do when you guys are as great as you are so thank you for all that you've been sharing with us and it's just a blessing to see reading all the stuff on Facebook. It's great because I've been getting on to check that because I don't get on Facebook. But if I keep telling you all to get on Facebook, i might have to get on it. So anyway, how many of you have a garden at your house? For real? Y'all need to get a garden. Adam said, I got rid of mine. <laughs> Jason knows his limits. Well, I have a garden at my house. Hey, man, I have a garden, right? And I'm not good at it, but I try to be. And and I don't know, even if you have one or you have not, have you ever been to the garden section at Home Depot? You ever walked to the garden section at Home Depot and you noticed the pretty plants, right? And have you noticed that the, the pretty plants, they're in those weird, awkward, I don't know really, I guess they're like little plastic-looking containers, right? They suit like It doesn't look like it would serve any purpose, right? Well, when... When I was working on my garden for the first time, Sydney Elkins actually came by the house. She was helping me because her mom's done, been doing her whole life or whatever. That when you take the plant from the little plastic doohickey thing it's in and you put it in the, in the soil of your garden, it doesn't take very long for that plant to acclimate itself to the garden you just put it in. Doesn't take a whole lot of time for it to happen, and, and I remember doing it and thinking to myself, because Sydney was like, all you got to do is water it. Like, just, just make sure you water it every day, and it'll, take, it'll do the rest, all you have to do. I'm like, okay. So I, I water it, and I'm like looking. And it didn't look any different. I'm looking. But it didn't take very long, and all of a sudden, this plant that was disconnected on a shelf somewhere was planted in a garden, and it began to flourish, and it began to look beautiful. And if we go to Psalm 92 this morning, I want to talk to you about this. Psalm 92, verse 13 says, Those who are planted, say planted. Planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall bear fruit in old age. They shall be fresh and flourishing, hence the title, to declare that the Lord is upright and there is no unrighteousness in him. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord, well, what is the house of the Lord? The house of the Lord is the church, the body of Christ. We are the house of the Lord. We're the temple of God. Corinthians says that we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. We get together. We are the temple of God. We are the church. We are the body of Christ in the earth. Whatever God wants to do in the earth, he wants to do it through his church. We we sometimes find ourselves waiting for God to move or waiting for God to do something when in reality, God is not waiting to do He's We're not waiting on God. God's waiting on us. And so what we have to remember is that God is waiting for you and I to get our act together because all the stuff he wants to do in our neighborhood, in our lives, in our families, in our businesses, in our cities, in our nation, all of it is waiting on us. And so this morning we're going through this I want to point out some some different things. We're just going to have some fun with it and just see what happens. But if you look at verse verse 13, it says that those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish. There's a difference there. Planting and flourishing are not the same thing. And so when it says they're planted in the house of the Lord, they're not flourishing yet. Now when you go to Home Depot and you look at that section... Those little plants, they are planted in that little bitty plastic container. They're not flourishing there. They've planted, they've got just enough life to keep them alive while waiting to be planted in a garden somewhere so they could flourish. And when the when, when the scripture is saying that those who are planted in the house of the Lord, when we come and we're born again. God comes and brings life to us. He brings, he brings our spirit man to life. But the next thing that has to happen is that life has to be planted somewhere in order for it to flourish. And a lot of times what happens is people have an encounter with God. They have an encounter with his spirit. They have an encounter with who he is. But they never get planted for whatever reason. And because they never get planted, they never go from being alive to flourishing. And I want to be a church that's fresh and flourishing. I want to be a church that's full of life. When you, when you walk, when you drive past the garden, and when you drive past mine right now, mine is not as flourishing as I would like it to be. But compared to Pastor Adam, who got rid of his garden, my garden's flourishing. But when you drive by, when someone comes in contact with us, I want them to notice that there's something different. Why? Not because of who I am, but because of where I'm planted now, what's interesting is when you go back and you, you begin to study and read on things, and, and if you know anything of history, you know there's the eight wonders of the ancient world. One of those is the gardens in Babylon, the hanging gardens of Babylon. There was another garden just like it in the city of Nineveh. And the reason it was so spectacular is that the reason these, what made these gardens so special is that you had these beautiful gardens, but it wasn't only plants native to that area. So they would send people to foreign kingdoms and foreign lands and foreign countries and different places on the planet and they would bring back plants from this area and put it on display in these amazing gardens. But what would happen is you weren't, you weren't put on display just yet. You had to get put in the back and tended to and cared on because there's always a process from being planted and flourishing. There's a process that we have to walk through from being planted To flourishing. Now, no plant flourishes in a garden immediately. It takes time. And I want to look at the passage and break through. There are some promises that we see, though, when we are planted in the house of the Lord. There are benefits to it. See, you may think there are benefits by just coming to church. No, that's just a religious duty you're checking off. But there's a difference in coming to church somewhere and being planted in the body of Christ. I want to tell you what what the, the, the real definition of planted here at the tabernacle is life groups. You can come on Sunday. We love you. We want to be there for you. We want to pray with you. We want to go about and do life with you. But there's just another level of relationship and benefit and health and life that comes from being connected and planted in a group. You go from the garden section at Home Depot to the garden in front of somebody's house and you're connecting with the other plants, not just a little potted piece of paper you're sitting in. And so there are blessings to being planted in the house of the lord and i want to encourage you this morning that if you're new if you're not new if you've been here for a while if you're one of the people that responded to the front this morning and and you're kind of like at a place of indecision in life or even you've been just out of life group because work changed or job changed or whatever get back in somewhere Go to the hub, find a life group, find a team, join a team, get, get connected again to the body of Christ. Yesterday, we were at, at Nunez walking around setting up, and it's not easy. Like, it's not like, oh, this is just a oh, day at the beach. No, it's not easy. But the entire time, I remember I was talking to John Elkins and Mike Fernandez at one point. We're talking about something, and we, like, just stopped working and cut up for, like, three minutes. I and mean, we should probably stop doing this. We should probably get back to work because that's what we're here to do. Why? But we're connected. We're part of the family. We're part of the body, and there's blessings that come from it. So I'm telling you this morning get planted, get plugged in because you're missing out on some amazing things. Some of those things, here, verse 14, it said that they shall bear fruit in old age. Now, I'm going to do something brave. I want to talk to I'm being careful mom being careful. I want to talk to my wise people this morning. Y'all see what I did there? That's my wise people. Wise people they got that they got that that multicolored hair going on. The wise people they you know they they may not have a whole lot of hair at all. Like me. I ain't wise yet but I look like I should be. You may have been to your 35th high school reunion, things like that. You know what I'm saying? I'm The wise people. I want to let you know something. There is no such thing as retiring in the body of Christ. There's no such thing as retiring. I was reading this week and I found out that as a plant ages, especially a fruit, a fruit tree, when it ages, it doesn't always put out the same quantity of fruit But the quality increases. See, you might not be able to do everything you used to be able to do. But what you can do is better than what you were doing before. And so we're moving into a season. And this is something that God has put on me heavily. When I was at the Man Brothers conference a few weeks ago in Chicago with all the guys from the network we're in. And I preached on God, the local church being multi-generational. That God is interested in having multi-generations in ministry. I am passionate about having a church that has three generations in ministry. This morning... This morning, you saw three generations minister to you. My mom sang for worship, I'm preaching, and my daughter ministered in the song just now. That's three generations of ministry taking place. I believe that in the Old Testament, when God says that I'm the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, that he is introducing himself as a multi-generational God. And because he introduces himself that way, he must want you to know that about him. Because if I introduce myself to you and say, hi, my name is Chris, And I have three beautiful children. I evidently want you to know that I have three beautiful children. So I'm letting you know this thing. When God introduces himself, he's saying this is who I am. And at this ministry here where we're going, where we're going to be for as long as I'm around, is there going to be a ministry that people don't retire from. Because they're going to bear fruit in old age. Why? Because I plan on bearing fruit in old age. I joke all the time. I was easily the best behaved of my three brothers, of my mama's three kids. Like, it isn't even close. Cody, they can make all the noises they want. You can ask anybody who was around back then. It is, it's ai i I'm in first place. They fighting over fourth. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying. It just is what it is. And, but see, there's this promise in Proverbs that says, if you honor your father and your mother, your days shall be long upon the earth. So me, I'm bearing fruit into my 90s in Jesus' name. I want to be like, like the guy that you're like, wow, he... Wait, Chris is still alive? What? Wow. Like, that's who I want to be. I'm telling you. I want to be as old as God will let me, as long as, like, stuff still works. You know what I'm saying? But, like, I want, to, I want to be here as long as I can. Why? Because the longer I serve him, the more of his goodness that I will see. And the more of his goodness that I'll see, the more people I can tell about his goodness. I'm a bear fruit in my old age. Some of you might be saying, I'm old right now. Are well, you bearing fruit? Because it says you will. Are you bearing fruit in your old age? We can talk about fruit in a minute. But the next thing, it says, they shall be fresh and flourishing. The word fresh here is referring to green, not in color, but in health. This is saying that the plant will be vibrant, full of life, and thriving. Due to being planted storms may come and darken the sky we know seasons of night come but the vibrant life that comes from being planted remains regardless of what I'm going through regardless of what happens the life remains. I got two fruit trees in my backyard. I got a navel orange tree, and I have a lemon tree. And I remember watching them when I stayed home for Hurricane Ida, and I was watching. I'm wondering, are these plants, are these fruit trees going to make it? Because when you look at them, they don't look necessarily like they're the strongest trees. You could, it's not an oak tree. right? It's like this big old tree, and I'm watching it. And I'm just watching them bend and flop around and leaves flying off. We already had that time of year. So we already had some little bulbs on it from the lemons. And, and, and y'all, my lemon tree produced over 400 lemons last year. It went through this massive storm. This, I mean, Idaho was a big deal, right? It went through this massive storm, 100 mile an hour winds, and, and, and it just kept on producing. Why? Because it was alive. It was fresh. May me ask you a question. Are you alive and fresh? Because if you're alive and fresh... There should be life coming out of you. One of the worst things that happens is when people come in contact with Christians who are apparently not full of the life that Jesus says he gives us when they run into us in the mall and our day is bad and we look all downcast david literally wrote a song why oh my soul are you downcast within me hope in the lord i say again hope in the lord why because david understands that there's a power when i just project faith when i just project the fact that i know he's good even though i'm walking through something horrible when i praise him and i magnify him something happens things begin to change we sang it the first verse of that song when he we hear praises he hears faith and it's without faith that it's impossible to please God and so what we have to remember is that if we are connected if we're planted there's going to be a life that just comes out of you I haven't been able to go to my life group because I've been doing the church in Metairie on Sunday mornings so I've been having to devote more of my time to leadership and stuff like that but the best life group in the church still meets on Wednesday evenings and. And I'm still in the group chat, praise God. It meets in, in, it meets in Araby on, um, on Wednesday. It meets wherever Mike says it's meeting this week. That's where it meets. Because it kind of changes. We're like, we're like, we're taking this show on the road. It's so good, we've got to take it everywhere. But, but what's amazing is when I, when I, when I get in the group, I'm not even, I don't even comment much anymore. Because I don't even know who all the numbers are. Because there's new guys that go and I have their numbers saved. But as I'm comment I'm reading, there's life. There's just life. And they're joking, or or James Dow sends a sends a prayer, a word of encouragement, every morning. John Sogner's got the weekly reminder to be at group. Mike's usually there to cut a joke at somebody. I don't know. Bo Este somehow finds these strangest pictures live, real time, not from the internet. Like just living his life. Hey, look, it's a trailer with two wheels. It's supposed to have six. I don't know how it's still alive, but look, it's on you know, like like just at but it's life and it's energy and it's full of excitement. And if you don't have that what are you doing why because I'm full of life The group is full of life there's joy there's things that just come from it to be fresh but then there's fresh and flourishing fresh and flourishing one more thing on fresh life also means That I'm currently alive, I'm not just once alive. What I mean by that is, is that if your relationship with Jesus isn't ascending, isn't improving, and isn't growing, where you're becoming more like him, you're not fresh. You may say, well Pastor Chris, man, I just love the Lord, I, I, I'm serving Him, I'm reading my Bible, I'm praying and, and, and this and that. And I'm just, I'm full of the joy of the Lord and I'm full of freshness and I'm, I'm fresh. I'm just fresh. I'm so fresh. Are you fresh when somebody of a different political persuasion starts talking? Or does that freshness step to the side For your opinionated, I'm right because I've been right. We've been voting like this for 3,500 years, even though the democracy ain't even 400. And and we've been voting this way and we right and you wrong. You better deal with it, period. Right? Or, or, or are you full of fresh life until you make that U-turn on Judge Perez? And the blessed brother of the Lord comes to make the U-turn... And he decides to take the short route when you're supposed to go to the opposite side and now you're staring at each other having this awkward moment of... of, of... And he's looking at you like, what are you doing? What, what are you, I don't understand what's going on right now. Apparently something happened over here because everybody's pointing at Cliff Wilson so apparently Cliff Wilson must have a problem with this. I don't really know. Not trying to call the body out. But are you fresh until that happens? See, we got to make sure that we're not just more like Jesus when we agree with everything around us. we got to make sure that we're like Jesus all the time. Everywhere, all day, every day. I was speaking this morning. I kind of gave this same example. I can be in my devotion. I can have my coffee. I can be reading my Bible. Heaven could be coming down on my back patio. But if I walk inside and she kind of says something with a... on it. All of a sudden, all that freshness is gone. Now I don't know what is, but every married man in this room knows exactly what I'm talking about when she just says something with a little on it. That she don't mean to, but it it just, you know, it just happens. Can I be fresh then? Can I be full of life then? Because see, people, you want to know a secret? unbelievers don't want to see how we act in church. They could care less how loud you sing, how high your hands go, and how many Bible verses you can quote with the pastor and say amen. They don't even care how much money you give. What they care about is on Wednesday at the office when the boss bites your head off again, are you still full of the same faith, praise, worship, joy, and life that you got at 10, 15, 11, 15 on a Sunday morning? Or is it magically disappeared because, oh, well, that's just my boss and he talks to me that way. No, we don't get the right to say that oh that's just my boss oh that's just my wife oh that's just my friend oh that's just that dude who don't know how to drive oh that's just that person who votes differently than me or looks differently than me no no we don't get to say any of that because jesus went to the cross and died for every living human being that has ever lived and will ever live so we don't get the privilege to pick and choose on who we show him to If I'm going to be fresh, I'm going to be fresh everywhere I go in Jesus' name. But it's fresh and flourishing. Now, when you take that little plant and you drop it in the garden and it gets acclimated. If you do your annuals or perennials or whatever, you put them in You put a couple of them in there. But there's usually one. For whatever reason, that just gets it, and the flowers come out big, and it grows faster. And I mean, it is just gorgeous. I don't remember what it was called. If somebody knows, you can yell it at me. I I bought this little plant. I bought four of them, and I put them on each side. And they were orange, and I'm like, I saw the color it was just coming out at Wendix. There you go, Hibiscus, beautiful. Thank you. I said, I knew somebody was going to know it. And I I bought them, and I put them in my garden, and I was getting frustrated because I was watering them, and they wasn't doing nothing. I was watering them, and they wasn't doing nothing. Well, then I forgot to water them for a couple of days because that's what happens, right, because we're normal. We just forget things. And come to find out, I was drowning the things (laughs) because, you know, I am the world's greatest gardener. You know what I mean? So, well, I stopped, and I come home one day on a Friday, and I'm pulling, and all of a sudden, I see my little hibiscus shining right but one of them oh one of them was flourishing you understand one of these little guys was like i'm gonna help him out make him feel good about himself we're gonna work real hard we're gonna make and i mean this thing was absolutely gorgeous because not only was it planted but it was flourishing so you can be planted in the house of god and still not flourish because flourishing is producing something flourishing is bearing fruit it's bringing forth life out of who you are and see when I'm, when I'm planted in the house I'm going to bear fruit in oil age and I'm going to be fresh and full of life but I should be flourishing let me ask you the question who's the last person that came to church because of what they saw in you who's the last person that went to life group because of what they saw in you Who's the last person that even at work asked you, hey, do you have any preachers I can listen to? I've been seeing you. I just, uh, uh, and I don't really come to church yet. You know, I'm learning that you're, or, hey, can you pray with me about my aunt? Can you pray with me about, you know, whatever? Can, can, when's the last time that happened? Because that is fruit. There should be fruit coming from our lives if we're so full of life, because I don't know about you, but the world is darkness and we have the light of the world on the inside of us. So there's going to be a difference and there should be a difference when other people say they want it, we can give it to them. That's the flourishing aspect where I am flourishing. There is fruit coming from my life. Kingdom results coming from my life. These, in the ancient gardens, they would wait as they were watering and caring for the plants. But they would find the ones that were flourishing the most. And they would hang them in the most prominent places. Why? Because this particular plant was flourishing more than the others. you got to understand, it's not something you do. It's what's in you that comes out. It's what's on the inside of you. When you yield it to the Holy Spirit, it starts producing life. And it starts producing fruit. And it starts bearing witness to the fact that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world and it's not just a bumper sticker. We're just going to be fresh and flourishing. Can we stop for a second and just think that this verse says that those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall bear fruit in old age. They shall be fresh And flourishing. Can you just stop for a second and just realize that God wants to put you on display? You, me, who I was, who I would be without Him. He wants to put you on display. You might be saying, "Pastor Chris, I hate my job." No, no, no. He's he hung you there on purpose. Pastor my, my family is so jacked up. I, I don't even like going home for Thanksgiving. He hung you there on purpose. Because he needs somebody to go flourish in the middle of that dysfunction. So somebody might be able to say, ah, that's what it's supposed to look like. We're supposed to be bearing fruit like this. And it tells us why. Look at verse 15. It tells us exactly why. To declare... That the Lord is upright, that he is my rock, and there is no unrighteousness in him. The whole reason he wants us fresh and flourishing is to declare how good he is. That's why. Because he wants other people to know how great he is. And I can get up here and I can preach it. And I can do my best to to shout it and say it in different ways. And you know, whatever. I could do my best. But there is no sermon that's going to have a greater impact than the one you live on Tuesday morning. None. There's no sermon that's going to preach and bear better result than the one you preach on Thursday. And you may, look, you may have been serving Jesus for a long time. You and your wife or you and your kid, they may know you serve Jesus. But guess what? You don't get to stop preaching just because someone knows you love Jesus. You don't get to just stop being like Jesus because, oh, they shouldn't know. Me me and my two brothers, me, Cody, and Cliff, imagine what would happen if we just stopped showing Jesus to each other because we all know that we love Jesus. That would be a disaster. Absolute disaster. No, I have to stay connected. I have to stay planted. I have to stay in a position where I'm receiving life from Him if I want to walk in these promises. And I'm here to tell you that, y'all, we, we, we were planted here at Christian Fellowship seven months ago. We had a storm come through, it was crazy. And God said, I'm going to get you real quick, I'm going to grab you, I'm going to plant you right here, I'm going to keep you alive. But there have been people who have started coming here since we moved here. There are people in our church every week that have never gone to service in the other building. But I'm telling you, right now, we're about to move as a ministry from being planted to flourishing. Because I'm believing that it's no coincidence that during the 50th year of our ministry, we turn 50 years old in April next year. April 13th. April 13th, 2023 is the 50th anniversary of this ministry. I don't think it's coincidental that we're going to be in one of the more influential buildings in our parish. During the 50th year. And if you studied the Bible, you know what happens in the 50th year. I'll get into that another time. but I'm believing that God has been setting us up for something incredible. And every pastor says that, I know. But how many of them lost their building with the roof line off I mean, Come on. We're about to enter a season of flourishing, which means fruit. I'm telling you, we're about to enter a season of salvation. Thank you for Caitlin and Cody for saying amen. I said we're about to enter a season of salvation. And what I mean by that is, I mean that the people that you're praying for and you're believing for for years, they're going to be sitting next to you. They're going to be planted. They're going to be born again for the same spirit that's rolling around the inside of you. Why? Because it's time to flourish. You could be here this morning with every head bowed this morning. If you could be here, you could say, Pastor Chris, you know what? I'm not even planted. I'm not even planted in the house of the Lord I'm not connected I've never given my life to Jesus I've never said yes to him maybe you have and it's just been a long time come home Come home. If you're here this morning, you can say, Pastor, I need to give my life to Jesus. I want to rededicate my life to Jesus. Just slip your hand up right now and put it right back down. Now, if you're here this morning, and you can say, I want to get planted in this house. I want to get planted here. I want to encourage you to go to the hub this morning and find out where the life groups are. If you came up to the front this morning to respond to that altar call, that time of ministry, of the season of sulking being over, you need to respond today and get back in a group, get back on a team, find a way to do something. Because see, the thing is, you might not know what life group to go to. That's because you're supposed to be the host home for a new one. Or you're supposed to lead one the enemy stole your voice through the mess you went through. If you would, just lift your hands right where you're at this morning. I want to pray over you I'm going to dismiss. Father, I thank you this morning for every person here. God, I thank you for the calling and the purpose and the destiny on every single person here. God, I thank you, God, that you clearly said that those who were planted in the house of the Lord Shall flourish in the courts of our God. I thank you right now for a fresh and flourishing church, flesh and fresh and flourishing family. In Jesus' name, I pray, God, for the life that comes from knowing you would just begin to spill out of us everywhere that we go. Everywhere that we go.